This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's going on, Chiquita boy? What's up, boys? What's going on? What the hell's around your neck? That's my lucky gold charm. Oh. Turnover charm? Yeah. <laughs> There's no way you can hear through that. <laughs> Is this going to fit? <laughs> I'm at the Nixus idea. Can you hear? I can hear. <laughs> Someone was asking a question about bananas on, on one of our previous episodes, so I'm going to break the curse. It's all fake news anyway. Totally. It's fake all fake news. news. <laughs> That's how I'm proving the point here. Gotcha. Somehow I don't think we're going to catch a fish here today, though. No. Were Probably we, not. Were we going fishing or were we just sitting on the boat? What's that? You guys want to have a drink? No, no. I thought we were talking about Alamorada. Oh. Well, no, no, we were, we were going to fish in the morning and and that didn't happen. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen. They're so. out there fishing now without us. Right. So down to the Keys. Yeah, so you guys are looking a little weirded out right now. Why? What's wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I'll try, well, I'll try I'm looking at a banana. Yeah. yeah. yeah you want a drink? Sure. Why not? From a banana? No, no banana daiquiri. So. so, all right. What do we got here? We got, you want ice? Ice, and agua, and Tito's. That's how our tap likes it. So tell me a story. It's tournament talk. We're back. We're back. It's been a while. Right? It's the sons of bitches tried to totally take tournaments away from us, man. That's it. Like three so we're months. back oh, after a while. Yeah, it's oh. good to be back. Right? And sitting in for Skip Dana today is the lovely Steve Doherty. Good Steve to be here. Steve right? So welcome to Connected by Water, presented by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. This is our tournament talk edition. This is our most favorite and popular edition and episode that we do. And today is episode 50. Yay. Congrats. <laughs> nice work. Hell of a so, job. Hell John, we job. made it. We made it. Yep. So if we get to whatever it is, like 1,400 and some odd or whatever, are we going to get a full-on 
million dollar <laughs> signing bonus for you? Yes. That's what we're working towards, no right? No doubt about it. New trucks? Or was it 100 mil? He signed for 100 mil. Joe Rogan? Yeah. Yeah. It was well a, deserved. It was a lot. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Did you see the flip over, though? So what was it? I actually didn't read up. You know who Harris told me about this? Unbelievable and, turn of events. And I didn't even, I didn't, he's the one who told me we were fishing like a couple weeks ago. And he's like, oh, did you hear about Rogan? And I'm like, no. Yeah. And yeah. He, like, apparently got bought out for millions and millions of dollars. Wow. I, I no think idea. it was a hundred mil was his, was his purchase price, which he was all embarrassed about or whatever. Well, what is it? It's not, it was uh, the company. I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? They bought him. I'm not I, thought sure. I, I, I thought it was Amazon. I thought it was Amazon. Okay, there you go. Right? Yeah, I can't. I, I, I'm, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Well, whatever. Apparently, the stock price went up like a billion dollars. The the second Rogan signs. So they That's threw a hundred million dollars out the window, and faster than it could go out the window, it came back as a billion dollars. That's Bang. crazy. It's genius. Genius. Really? It's like so, Facebook. Yeah. I remember when Facebook first went up for sale, I was like, why the hell are you doing making that public or whatever? And then, oh, sure enough. <laughs> I yeah. got it now. Wow, that was like the best investment you could have made. Crazy. So you yeah. want to pour your own water and vodka there? Sure, why not? I don't know what your level is there, buddy. It's early. It's early. Do you have a charter this morning? Negative. Uh, maintenance day only. Okay. Somehow the dock is still a disaster. You want ice? Uh, please. Your dock will never be clean. But it feels good that way, bro. <laughs> it feels very what good. What do you want? You want rum? You want vodka? I'll do want? some Pilar, please. I'm going to keep this close by. Some then. Pilar. There you go. Appreciate it. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, tournament talk. We had a tournament this weekend. We did. Finally. Right? Which, was, uh, which was cool to see. But before we get into that one. I really want to um, give a shout out to our good friend Captain John Van Dellen of the, sing- oh, of the Singularis. Yeah. I'm a 400. Right? G. Taking top mahi at the Big Rock, buddy, and a four hundred thousand dollar mahi. Four hundred thousand yeah. dollars for that fish. Zach caught that fantastic. fish. Zach caught it. Yep. yep. Mike Calabrese was on the boat. boat. Yeah. I talked to John yesterday. He told me the whole story, and yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah. And you want to hear some shit though? They had. A genuine tournament winner in the spread at one point too, and we're talking about a blue marlin. Calabrese was saying John did, yeah, he was. He was Calabrese was in tower, and he said it was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he fished with six hundred plus yeah. pounder, less than five hundred pounder wins it, and I'm sure you saw the, the Grand Slam boat there that had yep. the eight hundred plus pounder. On yes, it I too. saw so, that. I mean, yeah. there was a few other opportunities, but they had an opportunity at a fish that would have really, really paid them, which not that four hundred thousand is so a bad day. What you hunting? Where's the vodka? You got right. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, and it's cool. Like, one of the biggest reasons I want to announce that, too, is, like, obviously, you know, Singularis, that's, that boat's so it's boat. a friend of the studio. It's a local boat. And you got to give a shout-out for the South Florida boys that went up there in North Carolina and took it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Contender wins the whole tournament. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's crazy, too. Center, Center console. console took the whole thing. Awesome. I had White Marlin opener a few years back. They killed that big giant blue one in a, in a, on a Grady White. Yeah, Grady White. I was there. They, they tried to lift it up yeah, and they I popped some, the tail off uh, of it. Pilar. Okay, that was uh, the most please. mutilated fish you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> they drug it back to the dock. Which one? In, in the White Marlin open a few years back, I don't know, five years ago or so. Yeah, Grady White, no tower, but catches like giant. Yep. Really, that was the year. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was the year that all this stuff went down. Yep. Oh, the lawsuit and all that. Calinyasa was the name of the boat, I believe. Yeah. What was that with like Damien, Romeo, and all those? some West Coast guys, weren't they? West Coast of Florida. West guys. Coast of Florida, yeah. Yep. Yep. Who had a great reputation and probably still do for the most part, but that was a weird deal that went down there. Yeah. Yeah. That took like a year to get through. Like, I think it went to the Supreme change, Court. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Crazy. Yep, no doubt. So, but and then Gator One takes uh, yep. takes the tournament. Lonnie Bergeron, Bergeron Stiller family take, takes uh, takes the tournament this week for Jamie. Yep. It's uh, 186 pounds. It, it, the Roofers did it three years ago, and prior to that, I mean, it, got, the, this tournament won with 80 pounds. Those guys did 186 pounds. Stellar for a June tournament. Yeah, Absolutely they won stellar. by like a lot. Didn't they? Uh, almost twenty pounds. I think it was not like quite twenty, 20 pounds. pounds. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty. Yeah. 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 Yep. Nice. Absolutely. We held for seventeen years the record in that tournament at one hundred and fifty-one pounds. Seventeen years. Yep. And wow. prior, and it wasn't even close. I mean, one hundred and twenty pounds was huge in that tournament normally. And like I said, I know a tournament in two thousand three. That thing was one with seventy-three pounds. I think we won it at the magazine with with four kings, and it was not. It was. Tiny. Yeah. It was 70-some yeah. pounds we won it. Yeah. So. so I think uh, no less than four times the tournament's been won with less than 80 pounds. Hmm. Yep. Yep. So it's interesting, and, it, and, it's, and it's amazing how, how well the guys did there. And we, Well, he put us on this fish. First drift, first two baits in the water, 30-pound king, 20-some pound blackfin. So we were like, Dan, this is going to be, gonna be on. a gonna good be day. Yep. <laughs> this is this past weekend? Yeah, yeah. Saturday. Okay. Put us right on the spot. Like yep. he always does. Like he always, always. does. <laughs> like we try. Like we always try. But, but no, it was it was interesting that you did hear a lot of the folks say in the first few minutes of you know they got a few quality bites and and if you didn't capitalize on those then look out. But that that being said, we picked and picked and had a few other shots that if they'd worked out things would have been very yeah. different. Yeah, we missed maybe one or two fish I think, but that's fishing. That's the tournament we won when we had seventy some pounds. We didn't miss any fish. Yep. We, caught all, we caught four or five kings, and that was it. You caught four, they counted, and there you yep. go. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, so it was it was a pretty good day, though. Conditions were pretty, seemed like they were perfect. pretty, yeah. Perfect. The weed wasn't too bad, which, again, has been an issue this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't too bad there. Yeah, we, we worked through a bit of it. There was, there was times when it was annoying, but, and, and the sharks, for a lot of guys, were horrific. I was just going to say, did you get sharks? We had all? moments. Yeah. Or there was one particular 45 minutes or so where it was, we had to pick up a move. There was just no beating. And there were five or six sandbars around us, and they weren't going away. Really? Uh, and we did have a bonita eaten, but it was tail hooked. And at the time, one of our junior angler was fighting the fish, and it was pulling hard. And, and you know, you're not on the rod, so you're trying to judge what the fish is doing through and Jimmy's him. son? Yes, James. And he yep. ended up getting top junior. Top junior. A phenomenal yeah. tournament. Nice. Well, he's fighting that fish and ended up getting sharked, and we didn't know. We get that much of a bonita tail back, though, so we were at least mm-hmm. – we didn't lose a quality fish to him at the time, but didn't allow us to finish a drift that I would like to be able to finish because anything we hooked was getting eaten at that point. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you develop a, a – yeah, you, whatever, you're, you're making your drift and you're doing what you do to try to create a bite, and it takes more than just a few seconds. You don't always get your first two baits in water to get bit. Sometimes it takes developing an, uh, an area to, mm-hmm. to get bitten, and once the sharks push you off of it, well, your last hour that you've developed that situation is wasted. There's, no matter what was going on, it's not going on now, and if it does, you're losing it to the sharks. So mm-hmm. it, it changes strategy so much with this shark situation. What was that new regulation that's coming up? No new regulation. They're just there's a group that is trying to push, counter push the the the, the people that are trying to make shark. Fishing in the in the shark as a food source, uh, a, a cultural negative. There's a very a group that's pushing hard to make that happen. Well, now they say, well, shoot, if they're going to do that. We gotta we gotta get on the other side of this thing and let people know, hey, yeah, this is a good food source, and they're very plentiful in this country. So let's don't write them off entirely. There's a large percent of the population, commercial fishing population, that can make a good living off of this, and it's sustainable. 
So they're doing the right thing. So that organization is trying to push forward with just letting people know, hey, these guys are wrong. These fish are here. Right. It's sustainable. It's a food source. Let's. So what is that? Do you know what that organization is? Uh, I've got it written down in my notes for right. the other thing I do. Maybe but, uh, we can probably yeah. pop, pop that up on the screen and absolutely see if we can get them a little bit of promotion and spread the word a little but bit. But at least Noah's listening now a little bit. For the first are they? two years that I was involved, you know, sharks sharks are in trouble. No, they're not. No one wants to hear it. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. but at least they're listening now, though. And That's and, good. Yeah. It's good to have someone new like that representing us because for years it's been people that don't see what we see all the time we go out there. So it's it's refreshing that Art's getting in there and doing some work. And that's yeah. the thing. My, my end of it isn't actually in the highly migratory species, so I'm, I don't actually deal with sharks, but I do have the ears of the people that deal with sharks on occasion. And in the beginning they didn't want to hear it. No, bullshit. Nope. What you see is an isolated incident. They don't exist. There aren't that many sharks out there. Mm-hmm. But now they're starting to see the videos that we keep pouring their way into pictures and they have no choice but to believe. Right. Anyway, so that but the, to bring that into the tournament talk and everything, it's it's become a very very large part of your strategic planning in tournament fishing. Now you have to plan around the sharks and being will be willing to give up on something because you're going to lose fish to them if you stay with them. If, mm-hmm. you, if they're there, well, and, and, you know we keep bonitas all day long. If we are tight with one. We're we're chucking them, but you talking about. Five two hundred and fifty pound animals mm-hmm. can't catch enough bonitas to keep those things fed. Yeah, we were running out of bait. <laughs> Where were you for the majority of the day? Or do you don't have to tell me? No, that I don't have a problem with that at all. We started off the trumps there. That was the start of that that first drift, and we made four passes from trumps. Current was ripping to the north up through breakers, just a little bit north of there. And then there's good pieces at the little bottom. What was tricky though is the first drift, you get a, you get an idea of, and you get an idea of what the current's doing as quickly as you can, and you you kind of plot, in your mind anyway, where where that drift is going to take you and what little pieces of bottom you're going to be able to hit as you go through there. Well, the first drift, we were at we were at 2.2 knots, and the, the course heading was 349 degrees. Got it. All right. Second drift, I set up to make sure that I, we were close on a few of the pot spots, but we didn't quite hit them. Set up, well, this time we're at 2.7, and we're drifting at 353. Well, Four degrees on the compass in a three-mile span. That's So now the first one, we drift inshore into the south of the spots I want to hit. The second one, we miss them on the offshore into the north of the spots I want to hit. So, okay, we readjust third drift, and it's kind of come back in again, and we're at 351. So it was the damnedest thing. We didn't – there was zero consistency. The current would come and go. Really? And the wind would come and go. And But, you know, we the spread as big as we fish, you get close every time mm-hmm. to the to the pieces of bottom you want to hit. And – on the third pass, we we nailed nailed one, and had a jumbo king air out. <laughs> they're, they're so once one goes, they're so quick to react. A monster airs out coming one way, and a twenty five, and then twenty five ends up getting a bait, and it comes somehow comes off. Mm-hmm. But we're sinking a chunk, and then something else eats it, and it comes off. Oh Jesus! And then a same dude fires a spinning rock. We're in fish, and he gets bit through the wire. So we had. To, at least three very high quality bites and none of them worked out when we finally hit on a piece of bottom. But I would have expected for of the nine kite baits, at least three or four of them to go down to them. And it just, it didn't, the, the fish weren't feeding that aggressively. They would, they keyed on one bait and bang, bang, bang. Nope. And then, you know, whatever, a couple spinning rods or whatever, get bit here and there, but it wasn't as it wasn't consistent. consistent. Yeah. Yeah. As you would have liked. But that was the back kite too. And I'm in the bow. Like we're fishing different water at that point. Like, <laughs> Hey, there's another one that's kind out there. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, y'all had one quality bite. 
We it was on the so I was fishing the long. Rob yep. was the middle, and his and his son Rob Junior was fishing the the, the short bait. And he's we're, we're, the wind's flailing out, so we're like, hey, let's go get a balloon, let's put some gas on it. So I walk away, and damn, two seconds I turn my back, and he's like, oh, there he is, and they catch the one fish that counted off my off our kite, yep. and then. I don't know. That always happens on our boat. People get swoopsies. Swoopsies. <laughs> it's the best thing to happen. I love a swoopsie. As long as the fish ends up in a boat, a swoopsie's great. Yeah, whoever catches it. doesn't matter. Sailfish, yeah. kingfish, it, yeah. it's all working out for us. And it yeah. kind of, you know, what's funny is the swoopsie thing, it kind of amps everybody up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good joke we have. Yeah. You know, someone turns Positive. around to grab a Coca-Cola, and it's like we're trying to catch it right away on their, on their rod. <laughs> <laughs> don't put a rod down, and we'll get one. Yeah, it's in our hands. I mean, we're not so much sailfishing in our hands all the time, but we're right there, ready to jump on someone's rod. Yeah. yeah. So, how many points you get for that? Well, you guys finished twenty fourth, fifth, fifth, twenty five points, twenty five points, right there. And you look at that list. There's some perennial favorites, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And, and with that being said, two that you would have expected to be in the top ten didn't make it. So it, it's, it, but it's always been that way. There, you know, there's some really, really strong competition in these events. Yeah, and like you said uh, earlier too, you had the nine point nine. Tuna, tuna, tuna oh, right? Yeah. And, you know, how many of those were caught across the board yeah. for teams that maybe that would have gotten them into the top yeah. ten? Or? If I didn't, if I hadn't known that that fish was going to weigh, because it was ten points. I was looking at that as ten points, no problem. I'm mm-hmm. looking for other places where I think I can make up ten points easier than trying to catch a, a, a fifth or, actually, we did catch a fifth, a sixth tuna. And I made a decision to go elsewhere to try to make some, uh, you know, a big point grab and, because I thought that thing was an 11 or 12 pound fish. That's 11, 12 points. We're good there. Mm-hmm. Tailed it too. No gaff. So no yeah. blood loss. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was 9.9. <laughs> the thing, it bounced 10 and then dropped 9.9. Like, uh, oh no, bad decision. It hit 10 though. I didn't see oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of tailed it, did you guys hear about that, uh, that yellowfin that your boy Shacker got? Yeah. Awesome. Fish of a lifetime right there. Well, he wrote a book when you put that post up. <laughs> like, you got to tell the whole story. I'm glad he did, him, though, dude. man. That was a great story. That's fish, a fish of a lifetime. Yeah, talk about that forever. Mm-hmm. Fishing with his dad, too, so that's cool. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I've right. been doing this a long, long time. We haven't been able to capitalize on one entirely yet, On you know, with the 20-pound gear. Mm-hmm. Gotten really close a bunch of times, blue fins and yellow fins, and hadn't yeah. done it. I was happy when I read that one. That was, yep. that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, no doubt. So Very well, it's good. good. We got Doing It All came in, what? Second place. Second place. and yep. uh, Excellent job on their part. Third place is uh, off the wall there. Mm-hmm. John Anderson in the lead on that on the tight family boat there. I love that group. I love, I, it's, dude, I love them. The, doing it all, guys, are phenomenal people. It's it's such a great group to fish these events. Yep. And then, so which one is coming up next after this one? Is like, It'll I, be the I never, shootout. Yeah. The shootout. I well, never get the name straight. Well, typically the shootout's the shootout early in May. He, he switched right. them, right? Yeah. Yep. It's because of this whole COVID thing here, just trying to make them happen. The whole COVID thing. <laughs> I've been really trying like hard not to talk about it. Uh, well, it's it's like, reality, dude. No, it's reality, but it's like on I mean on the show. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean, like as like a topic of conversation because it's like everywhere you turn. Yeah. I'm well, like, I wanted this yeah. to be like this a, is a nice escape. Yeah, I wanted this to be like a safe place from like any kind of COVID conversation. So, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It but affects now, us now. Now that I say it's coming back, which it's horseshit, dude. Total, total what do you lie. expect? <laughs> it's a total lie. Uh, wolves being pulled over our eyes, being led by the nose. Yep, it is what it is. But we get to go fishing for now, so life is grand. Yep, we're fishing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For cool. a while there, we were just all sitting up, cooped up in the house, like, what are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, well, you had a, a baby. Yep. 
Congratulations. Thank you very much. All right. And this is this is number two for you. Number two, boy. Yeah. We're stoked. Nice. Ready to get him on the water. Yeah. But we were in the hospital March. Yeah. Tell me, take March me through 12. a little bit of that because I mean, having a baby during COVID, I mean, I know we wanted to avoid the COVID thing, but that's pretty s- specific circumstance so I'd like was, to hear about. It was not give an F. Yeah. No, we don't. <laughs> you know my theme song? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> he just I said, don't give an F. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so it wasn't an official pandemic yet. We were in the hospital March 12th and a couple of days before that. And you know, they were saying it's coming. And, and then, so the lockdown didn't happen yet. It happened while we were in there. At that point, I was the only one allowed in and out. No visitors, mm-hmm. nothing like that. Um, and we were talking to all the nurses because we were sick sick in January, like really, really bad. Three weeks, we were like, hey, we might have had this thing. And all the nurses agreed, yeah, it's been going around for a long time. So that was a little comforting to know that. But they... uh Got the baby out good and spent a couple of days in the hospital. And then we were literally, I was in my house for two months. Did not leave. Delivery to the house, nothing. Like, we were in a freaking bubble. So it was it was miserable. But it was yeah. it was fun to be it with the family, tough, you know. Man. It was like I was on I was on paternity leave. So I was like, well, that was <laughs> right. pretty rad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But There's such a thing? Dude, yeah. in Sweden and countries like that, they get the whole year off, like, full paid, everything. It's, But. Yeah, I'm out. And you pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Art's like, take me fishing. Play, yeah, dude. <laughs> kids are great and all, but it's much better when it's y'all's kids. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so, good. I mean, what, were you like wiping down everything? You weren't like neurotic about the whole thing, were you? We're not, I mean, we're not neurotic people, no. My wife and I are very... No, I'm saying like in the beginning, like we didn't know like where things were going, or what, what this thing was or whatever like that. Like, I mean, is every, your view on it different now than it was then? Well, certainly everybody, I think, was a little bit more guarded than they are now once you start to see the facts and see some stuff come out. But we, we didn't watch the news every day. We were just like... We were, I never watched the news. But we anyway. were very I careful. Really you know, we were careful about, you know interactions and stuff so yeah but some people were just like brain dead on the subject just what are you doing i'm not outside wearing a mask when i'm going on a walk <laughs> yeah no for sure you know i was just i was just wondering about that with the baby and everything a new baby and well, all that good. crack on it must have been like just weird it was strange but the whole weird the, the whole world was in a strange place so it's just yeah. like try to get through every day so we just isolated whatever yeah got through it yeah mm-hmm. all right <laughs> cool so tournament talk Right. This is probably like our fourth or fifth tournament talk episode, something like that. Yep. Right. So in each time we try to like recap tournaments and say, Hey, what's coming up and everything like that. But I wanted to ask you guys, like, is there any other things that you kind of wanted to get into regarding tournaments in general? Um, and you know, things coming up maybe, but also, you know, some regulations or some things that you you know you'd like to see happen in the tournament. I, I think circuit. we should have a shark tournament. Here, that's the problem. There you go. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. That's like, a great so you get the mean. exempt like, fishing is there any ideas? Well, now that would you would have to create through National Marine Fisheries and Highland Marketory Species an exempted fishing permit that would allow for the harvesting of fish that are currently federally protected for one day. For one day. What happens? I mean, other people get exempted fishing permits. For, yeah, it's a nightmare, though. I mean, they haven't learned the process a little bit. Although, with that said... Yeah, but it's, it's probably right a nightmare now, that's worth having. Do you know how many boats you would get for that? Right yeah. now, the, the... 400. I just got out of a council meeting, and they're reaching and stretching. We've got to give the fishing population, the, the people that work for a living doing it for higher sector and the commercial sector, something to help them survive the beating they took from, from COVID. Here we go, talking right. about it again, right? 
So, right, though, it's relative, yeah. though, because yeah, exactly. it affects the industry. Yeah. And, well, yeah. part of the problem is half the, the fleet wouldn't be able to identify a bull shark versus a dusky sandbar, sandbar anything. Yeah. So exactly. it's just everything brown dies, and that right. would be a problem. If it's, <laughs> if it's brown, it's dead. All down. the sharks, uh, every shark would be dead. That's yeah. what we'll, we'll do the shark tournament. That'll be our, our saying. If it's brown, it's down. Oh, oh God. That's probably a bad idea. <laughs> Very bad idea. Right <laughs> that's what we say with brown trout. Right? we got to get a brown trout noise going on, too. So you guys heard the story of the brown trout? No, what kind it's of noise did they make? It's, it's some. <laughs> that's a brown trout. So we got to bring it back. When Charlie Levine was on the show. Oh dear God! Is that on the eat? On the what? The eat is that's the sound they make when they eat? No, no, that's that's the sound they make when they cycle through what they've eaten. Gotcha. But anyway, Charlie Levine was on the show and he told the story about how he had a job in Crested Butte, Colorado, and he was in college, and he was a janitor. And they, he had a walkie-talkie, and they'd be like, got a brown trout in the bathroom. And then mm. he had to go get a brown trout. So Lovely. It's, now gotcha. it's kind of like a running, running joke on every time like people I'm, mention I had trout. fish on the brain. I'm like, oh, we got trout. <laughs> We're talking about brown trout. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, anyway, the, but anyway, the whole exempted fishing permit would be possible right now especially, but who are the right people to reach out to? Who wants to put their neck on the line for that? Just a, it's an ask. It's a simple ask, and they either say, "Can I ask?" No, yes, I'm saying that the aftermath of of PETA and killed all these sharks, and whose oh, name, whose name's going to sponsor it? I mean, is it going to be the Connected by Water Shark Tournament? Sure. Well, it, it, well PETA would yeah, actually that would be good press for you. It, but let's do it, dude. Uh, he, he, he would. You it's would brown it down. <laughs> it's uh, it's HMS Group and, and those guys that would have to worry about the lawsuit. And that was the the spook for because there, there's a group. A group of folks that wanted to try to create a, a fall red snapper season of X amount of days, whatever they could get, that would allow guys to sell charters, the four hire fleet to sell charters, and then and allow the recreational people to go fishing, and the tackle shops would get a boost during their slowest time of year in the fall. And it was a great idea and everything. Well, of course, the science community says, well, the fishery can't handle it. Bullshit, the fishery can handle it. And then the legal group says, well, dude, we're going to get sued like no tomorrow. If we try to do this by PETA and those type of folks, that you know you're you're overcapitalizing on a fishery that can't support it, which is total horseshit, and the science is wrong. Fishery can support it. Opinion. I'm not a scientist, but I think I'm smarter than a lot of them because of my experience in the ocean. But There's a lot of red snapper out there. A lot. Yeah. A lot. American ones. And and, and, and here's the thing. The Gulf has already set a precedent. They did exactly this. Each state said, screw you, feds. We believe your science is wrong. This is what our science says. And they now have a 30-plus day season in the Gulf. Now, granted, they've got more fish there because they've got more bottom there. But there's plenty of fish, plenty of red snappers on the on the Atlantic side as well. And I think it could support a reasonable fall season. But, again, the lawsuits are the, the big fear. And that was that was going to be as an attempt to— Who is it? Is it PETA, the big lawsuiter? There are lots of folks like that. I don't know exactly. Okay, I'm not in, yeah, I'm not in the legal world, but there's groups that that's what they do. They look for any infractions in any piece of government, and lawsuits get here. They come. Harris is going to watch this episode and be like, "We're not doing a fucking shark term. You're not <laughs> <laughs> like, you're terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. Terrible, terrible idea. Terrible Lawyers idea. are scary, man. Yeah, they are. But hey, there could be a flip side to it. It could be possible, right? It's possible. I mean, we can't live our lives in right fear now, like especially. Like, everything's possible. Hey, there's a lot of things going on right now in this world where people are living in fear of, out of you know to say the wrong thing, which I think is total bullshit. Uh, here's the bigger fear that I would have: is you got a lot of guys that don't have a lot of experience with large 
Liabil- liability. Someone's going to lose a hand. Dude, well, I about a hand. <laughs> Dude, I took a shot from a, a, a sandbar shark just the other day just trying to get the dang line cut close to the fish's mouth. And you it, took a shot? Oh, yeah. Where? We, we fish a bottom rod a little bit, but bottom rod and been catching a bunch of muttons and all kinds of stuff while we're drifting. Well, we catch a lot of sandbar sharks on it, on mono or carbon. The thing hooks them in a corner mouth, whatever. Well, I want as much of my carbon back and let the customer see the shark close and whatever. <laughs> it's not cheap. <laughs> so we crank the thing to the tip where he's sitting right there. I go reach down to cut the, the leader right at the fish's mouth, and he flips up, tail hits the side of the rod. Pow! Oh, you got smacked. Oh, yeah. Snap the rod in half. Broke, yeah, into two pieces. Yeah. Two pieces. <laughs> go flying off. <laughs> it's yep. like, did you guys see that video of the alligator that, like, knocked that dude out? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. Awesome. God. Well, he serves him right, though. He was fucking with that thing. Yeah. Well, I, I was just trying to let the thing go. Yeah, no, um, I know. Well, I'm saying that, yeah. yeah. So we're going to do a shark tournament. If, all right, we're announcing it officially. We're going to do the Connected by Water <laughs> shark tournament sponsored by PETA. <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to send him a, uh, what do you call it, the sponsor kits, so that they want to be the platinum sponsor. Oh, yeah. For the, tur- for the tournament. And then the logo is going to be like some old, like, old, like, you know, sailor hat. Captain, yellow, yeah. yellow jacket. Yeah, like on a harpoon boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. How about a guy in a banana suit? Guy in a banana suit, we could. So want to get the lucky banana award. Lucky banana award goes to the guy who loses a, loses a hand. Oh, <laughs> that would be bad, though. I mean, yeah. that would be horrible. They don't die easily, so they're going to be someone's going to yeah. be looking at it, putting their hand. You know, see the video of the guy with the mango. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. my. <laughs> no, me. Well, you put your hand in his mouth. Yeah. Still, our fault for running the tournament. That. Yeah. Put yeah, in position to stick your hand in. We're gonna have to like make a clear like, like twelve point type like liability <laughs> terms and conditions. It'd be a three hundred page long document. Yeah, no yeah. appendages anywhere to the sharp it's end of a signed shark. by a notary. <laughs> no, we can no junior angler class. <laughs> we have official <laughs> tournament bank sticks. Okay, that'd be great. Cattle prods. Oh. Let's just stick to sailfish. Yep. All right. Meat fish. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So go to connectedbywater.com. Slash, let's see if we can come up with a journal and I'll write something about how we're gonna do it. July, tell me about it. We haven't had a tournament, a, a tournament out of Pompano anyway, in July since when was the last one? Oh, six, oh, seven, something like that. Last time when Bun moved to to May when that uh bobsled tournament went away. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be interesting. A lot of strategic planning that changes. When you're trying to fish in July down here, yep, that these guys haven't done in a long, long time, and some of them never. Well, most of the July tournaments are down in the Keys and stuff, right? Little dolphin tournaments, and then yeah, they got some, dolphin, yeah, they got some KDW stuff in Palm Beach, and mm-hmm. that you know, that don't do the same things we do, really. But it'll be interesting to see how guys that have one either never done this a July event or or have done haven't done it in a very long time, and maybe didn't take keep the notes that I did. In other words, I'm kind of thinking and hoping we might have a little advantage here. All right. I love July fishing. I like it's it. tough. It's hard. So, would, yeah, so, like, what, what would be the tackle regulations for this thing? Oh, you're talking about sharks still? <laughs> He's back yeah. to it. He's back to sharks. I'm talking about it. We're talking about meat fish. <laughs> Whatever. You don't put regulations on tackle when you're trying to kill sharks. All right. I just want to make sure that we're, like, talking legit and we, stuff here. You can get LP as a sponsor. LP would, yeah, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter hates them enough already. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care. So you want to do a July tournament? No, we have one no, coming in July. Talking yeah. about the second leg of the Jamie's tournament. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, yeah. Shootout. The sh- shootout. I'm so. excited about it. I'm excited to get the tournament fish again here. 
So how many tournaments are on the circuit? Is it four still? Three. 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 Always three in this. Three. All right. It's usually May, June, August. Mm-hmm. And with as many big wahoos have been around, August yeah. could be stellar. And then I haven't looked at the moon yet for July, but it's a possibility there too. What about some of the Bahamas tournaments? They're on. I mean, they, they, I mean, everything's on, right? They're gone. They're gone. Well, it's yeah, they're over by now. Yeah, but the, the billfish are gone over there. They're gone. But north. I mean, some of the ones that are coming up in the fall and everything, like like, like in the Wahoo tournaments and stuff oh, like well, that, it's sure. still going to happen. Yeah, it's right? a long time. From yeah. Now. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even thinking about that. But. No, I know, but I mean, there's not a lot going on with tournaments and stuff like that. I'm kind well, of normally, region, yeah, you know, March, April, May, June. That's yeah. By June, it's over in the Bahamas for the billfish tournaments, so, and here we are in June, and they're just uh, yesterday. You're allowed to go back with a doctor's note. Did you yesterday they announced it? June fifteenth to have it. Yeah, you got, if you had a doctor's note, like like in school, they'll let you back in. We had Van Dillon on. We were talking about Bermuda. How this is a couple of weeks ago, and they're saying if you go over there, you have to stay in your boat for two weeks. You're not allowed on land for two weeks. Right, you got to self quarantine yourself, but it starts from when you leave. Right, at least they're giving you two days or whatever. Yeah. I'd chug out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if so you gotta chug out there. But if the owner comes, say you've been quarantining for like you gotta eight re- days, reset. Everyone yep. on the boat's gotta reset your quarantine. And why would you even want to experience that? Just So that that's it. So this yeah. basically no one's going. And I think that was the whole plan from the beginning. Like we just wanna Can they survive isolate. that though? I mean Bermuda probably rule. can. Well there's there's wealth within the community, but there isn't the whole community isn't wealthy. It's just yeah. Portions of it. So there's going to be a portion of the population that is near starving. And then you put people in that kind of pressure, they start making bad decisions. Right. And it, I am so concerned for the Bahamas right now. And, yeah. And crime. And then, you know, I really, hope, I really good hope people. they don't care about the hurricane. Oh, God. I didn't want to think about that. It's been, um, I really hope that doesn't happen. Already. Yeah. yeah I, th- I, I think we're in for a good one come August. But don't worry about it till it gets here. Yeah, I understand that. But I mean, based upon what we've seen already, it's looking pretty favorable. Conditions are looking favorable, but we're in the tropics. Conditions are favorable every time. (laughs) I know, but I mean, when it gets hot early, like it's been, and I don't know. Do you believe in global warming? No. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't. uh, It's it's no hotter this year than it was last year. There's the water's no warmer this year than it was last year. There's the tides are no higher this year than they were last year or any year since in my 46 years of living down here. Nothing's different. Cycles where we're going to see more of them and they're going to be strong and there'll be cycles where we don't see any like we were when we were kids. You didn't see any for... They all went to North Carolina. They all yeah. swung up every time. That's the thing. I do say like we, every year we pretty much get the same amount of hurricanes as whether or not you're going to get hit with one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's so I believe in the cycle theory too. It's just... Whatever, deal with it. I believe in the cycle theory for sure, but I think we're in a hot cycle right now. For sure, oh, yeah, without, no, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. We've had bigger, that's stronger kind of storms point. we've ever had. That was my point. No, no that's not fact. We've had more in this area, hitting yeah, hitting landfall, yeah. cat four. Yeah, but they're not stronger than they ever have been because they've got the, when they first started recording in the fifties and sixties, they were stronger than we've seen. Rolled right through Palm Beach. Uh-huh. So I'm over here crunching ice. I'm a addict. But you like ice Sorry. cake? You want more vodka no. to go with that ice? I'm, I'm getting there. Not yet. All right. John, you good? I'm good. Can I have some of that pineapple juice? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You haven't drank anything yet? No, not yet. Oh, jeez. Busy writing notes. (laughs) So another thing I keep seeing in social media, which I love the intelligence of the human race. That's one way to put it. Yeah. So because of the restrictions in COVID, 
and the lack of fishing pressure, which was not the case. There were more boats in the ocean than I've ever seen before on weekends. The blackfin tuna fishing has been phenomenal, and there were more sailfish in the ocean, full-grown, mature fish we're talking about in the ocean because of COVID. A 30-pound tuna isn't two months old. Right, right. (laughs) And thousands of sailfish in the 30 to 50 to 80-pound range aren't two months old. Mm-hmm. They didn't get born, and because nobody put a hook in their mouth from that big to 30 pounds. Right, and we're months. not taking them in, so they're living either whether we're catching <clears throat> them or not. There was a post on, I think it was like somewhere. WPBF or something, because there was Ariel, these sharks that were like the right beach. on the beach. <laughs> and the, the caption was like, sharks are taking advantage of the open beaches or something. I was like, what is idiotic? Like, it's stupid. But you know right. the nice thing about that one, though? Was nine out of ten comments in there were saying, you jackasses, this yeah. isn't news. This has been going on forever. It's terrible. But that's, make the shit media wiggle. is the worst. The media fuels the fire. Some, so of the, some of the media videos that have been going around lately have just been really, really over-the-top horrible. Like I saw mm-hmm. one earlier today where this guy is wearing a mask, and he's like, oh, no one around here is wearing a mask, and no one around, you know, and everyone's like, it's with this guy. They're walking right by him. He's a news guy getting yeah, the camera crew like, yeah. Didn't yeah, and he's like, yeah, just like your camera guy. Like, <laughs> camera guy wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah, half your crew doesn't have a mask on. Yeah, Ding that's that. sad. You know, it's sad the world's come to that shit, but you just got to be smart enough to weed through that crap. At the end of the day, they're the ones who profit off all of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. How do I get me a piece of that profit? At the end of the day, that's <laughs> those are the people that really make all the money off it Shark because tournament. the more people that are watching the news over the sensationalism... Yep, they're well, selling they're ads. Ad dollars. They're selling yep. ads, man. How yep. much would a would a, a shark tournament entry be? Free. We want ad, free. Yeah, do it for the research. Oh, we'll, we'll have to. What we'll do is we'll do a hundred dollar donation to That's the Connected by Water Foundation, and then you know, and that will go to donate to fish to, to raise awareness. Yep. Got to go to raising awareness. And if it was a free tournament, we'd have a lot of boats. That's the goal. <laughs> Put as many hooks in water as we can. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to go back there. <laughs> That's right. It's good. You diverted me from my COVID rant, which is uh, yeah, something that. that we didn't want to do. So, yep. Yep, no so easy, John. John's over there. You got anything to say about the COVID? I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy. See? Well, that and I saw a video of a dude in, in Port Everglades fil- filming porpoises there by the triangle. Mm-hmm. I've never I've lived here for 30 years. I've never seen porpoises. <laughs> Are you fucking <laughs> Because there's no boats in the intercoastal. Right. <laughs> what? I've never seen anything like it. That's all people could do was ride their boat up and down the intercoastal because it was relatively bumpy in May. And I got to tell you, you know what the real problem is in the intercoastal, especially Fort Lauderdale, is the freaking sewage outbreaks oh and the quality God. of the water down there. That's the real problem. You want to say, oh, there's more fish are, you, you want to point your finger at a problem right now? It's mm-hmm. that. At it's least not around here. It's not better either. That's Hell no, it's not. Well, Pompano did do the, the, the work, and they have all new underground systems. Yep. They spent the money where Lauderdale didn't. They're still in Pompano f- did. Antiqu- yeah. I had the mayor of Pompano and Horatio from the CRA in these two chairs tell me the whole story, how they yep. foresaw all this coming and they invested the money. Pompano the right was thing. sitting on a pile of cash. Absolutely. Because they right never thing. spent any money on their town for like two decades in a row. Yep. And, and then all of a sudden someone's like, hey, we got to start spending some of those millions of dollars that we have. Yep. Right. So we fix bridges and we design bridges and we do all <laughs> things like that. Right. And but one of the things they did before they did all that and they knew that they Crucial. had the new development coming, so they replaced all the whole entire sewage system. Good. And then what do they do on the side of the 95? They poke a hole in a freaking 24-inch main. Right. Sewer main. Yeah. Brand new pipe. Yep. But it was a brand new pipe. 
Yeah, on the so Flood Crushed, Snug Harbor, and all that neighborhood yeah. up in there. They got it was yeah. it was two years ago that that happened, but it was a disaster. Right, but that's a fixable s- scenario. Yeah, exactly, it was the a terrible situation. Is a lot different than that. Yeah. They aren't digging ditches right now. Popping holes. Over oh, yeah. As Jim Steele would say, I'm a bug socialite, so I don't have to deal with that problem. <laughs> yeah, so we're actually disaster. we're going to be working with um, Jeff Maggio, the Lunker Dog. And we're going to, the goal of this whole initiative that we're going to be doing is Fort Lauderdale is like a mature town, been developed for a long time and should have fixed their problem before it happened. 30 years ago. Other towns in Florida need to take note to that Mm -hmm. and be like, this could be you too. So before it starts happening, address the scenario, put it in your tax roll, make sure it gets paid for, all the stuff like that before you actually kill your entire coastline like we're doing right now. I don't don't see many commissions, though, thinking like that, saying, hey, we got to protect the future. They don't just now, now, now. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. It's overlooked. But that's what you get in this situation. But if you if you kind of bring it up enough and maybe bring it into the fishing community and the fishing community starts talking about it, saying, hey. Listen, they have this problem in Fort Lauderdale. It's pretty bad. Fort Myers is starting to have the problem now. A much newer yeah. community at that, too. Right. And we say, hey, you know what? If the yeah. fishing community, that's that's the whole point. I bring up the Jeff thing. If the fishing community starts bringing it up and raising it up in the CCA meetings, different things like that, um, and raising it up in commission meetings. and yeah, Everything's always like negative, them. though. If you there is some, There are some positives, like Pompano having done that underground work and Correct. getting right. Yep. The Keys are off of septic tanks here mm-hmm. now. They've and so is yeah. so is Fort Lauderdale. Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, well, Chip, that was a big Chip LaMarca initiative. Mm-hmm. Chip LaMarca got everybody off septic tanks. There was one, I think, one community in Lauderdale by the sea that was left. That still had, is, still is, right? Still he's lives working, in it. Yeah, he's working <laughs> on getting getting rid of that. Yep. So Chip's been doing yep. some good work on it. No so. doubt, no doubt. But there there are some positives that are going on for sure. And and they're talking about taking these outfalls away. I think twenty twenty two they're mm-hmm. supposed to be done. Now I don't love what they're talking about doing with it, but we'll see. What are they saying? Yeah, what are they take it out west and deep. Uh-huh. No. Listen, listen, no. it's not it's not sewage though. It's this is effluent water. But the, my, my concern is lime rock, which is they're, they're saying you pump that effluent water down there below the lime rock and it percolates back through that lime Rewind rock. Rewind a second for a yeah. sec. For this, one is, this is treated water. Start over. Yeah. Tell us the genesis of the I I, I all right, because we're about to embark on a <laughs> on an unclear scenario. So clear up that. What are they doing now? So right now we're pumping effluent water. You understand that's not yeah. sewage water. The right. stink hole is no longer the stink hole. There's no raw right. sewage. It's it's the same purple pipe which water. Which is county, by the way, not city. Just so everyone right. knows. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's purple. The purple pipe water, which is what right. they're irrigating golf courses with, and, and you have the, the ability in a lot of neighborhoods to irrigate your yard with it. It's treated sewage water, treated to the point that it's not in any way harmful, really, but it's treated with chemicals. <laughs> really? Well, it's it's not sewage concerns as much as chemical concerns now. It's chlorine and those sorts of things that clean that that water. I think it's UV, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Killing bacteria. Well, my concern is the chemicals. And the chemicals, I believe, are what's doing so much damage to the reef now. Not The, the reef could handle all that organic material in sewage water back in the day. It, you know, it took some, some things to happen that, you know, natural ecosystem could work with it. It doesn't understand chemicals. The ecosystem doesn't. Chlorine, chlor, coral doesn't like chemicals. Foreign substance. Yeah. Well, now we're talking about if you go out west and start pumping it below that lime rock, what are those chemicals going to do to that lime rock? Are the whole of the Everglades just going to sink in a sinkhole when that lime rock starts to weaken? 
It'll be just one. There we go. It'll just be a giant lake now. We lose Florida. Pretty much. Well, in the middle. The middle of Florida. <laughs> now, this is way outside of our lifetime, I would think, that it would take to do that. But still. You don't know, though. I mean, that, that situation could escalate. For sure. Yeah, pretty I mean, quickly. I just did a story. I was fishing out of Tampa or Bradenton, a little south there. But we were fishing some springs and sinkholes like 50 miles out. And I interviewed this moat scientist. And there's a lot going on out there that you don't want to be messing with dumping a whole bunch of water. And, In and Tampa? We were off of Bradenton. Bradenton. You were way out okay. We were way out. But I'm saying they're, they're measuring if there's any seepage deep down in these holes but it, he was if you start messing with what's on land that all affects it's all tied in yeah. obviously well but. you, you, you got to remember too though forever as a kid they were talking about salt intrusion that wa- salt water was going to come from the ocean push through all that lime rock and everything and start pushing into our freshwater aquifer I, i'm a seven-year-old kid saying there's no fucking way that's such bullshit there's no way that dense ass salt water is pushing through all that lime rock and going to get into the fresh water yeah. seven-year-old kid and it never happened. Another one of the bullshit stories that the science community wanted to tell us. We're sucking water out of that aquifer at alarming rates, and there's still no saltwater intrusion. That's horseshit. So the guy was saying 90, he's, I don't want to quote the guy, but there's only one site that they've really found that could possibly have a seepage out there. It, they're all cut off because we've sucked so much water out of the aquifer, it's done. These things may have been flowing out deep because these are 200 feet deep or so. They may have been flowing years ago, but there's no there's no flow anymore. Yep. So it's just. I would see that. But even still, though, so if there's no flow, then, again, they're going to start talking about saltwater intrusion. No no way. I, I don't buy it. It ain't going to happen. But, but, again, I'm no scientist. I'm just a guy that spends every day in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, though, like, what is the science behind that? Um, what do you mean the science behind that? No, like, like why it wouldn't happen. Like what, <laughs> not that like educated. What, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I'm curious about like Because it hasn't happened. That's why it wouldn't happen. It hasn't happened okay. in 46 years of them telling me it's going to happen. It's happening. It's gonna, well, No, it's not happening. But it's going to happen. I swear it's going to happen. Same thing that Florida's going to sink. Well, maybe because it was underwater years and years and years ago. So, again, in the future, I'm sure it will sink again. But it ain't happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And are we having some effect? Probably some effect, but not that much. Not enough that we got to totally shut down our way of life. I think that goes down with the whole cycle thing. Yep. We're exactly. in such a tiny you know, sliver which, right now. Yeah. You can't judge everything. Correct. Like you I take the macro see, view of that yeah. whole thing, you're yeah. just like, yeah. I want to see positive work done to maintain our ecosystem. On the, on the timeline there. Yeah. Balloons. We've talked about it a dozen times. Every time we're here, we talk about it at some point. Anything like that, all for it, man. Get rid of the friggin' things. They're, they're, I watched a video of guys pulling them out of the Everglades, and then, and I know how many we pull out of the ocean, and, and, choose not to burn a fuel to run over there and then over there to pick more out. Yeah. But and the majority of the people honestly are not letting them go on purpose. They're, they're, it's all, it happens by accident, but it happens. Yeah. yeah. Mylar balloons got to go. If you blow up a balloon, something, it's going to go away somewhere. Yep. Right. You know, and then who, it might even just become runoff. <laughs> Cruise ship trash. That's another thing. Yeah. Cruise ship industry altogether certainly needs a little bit of work. I heard that there were still sorry, coronavirus again. I heard there's still people trapped off the coast right now, like cruise ship. Workers. I haven't seen them anchored up off of Florida, like like it was in the beginning. There, you know, we're not allowed to go to the Bahamas, so I don't know if they're still over there or not. But I heard <clears throat> I heard that there were still boats filled with the workers. We were fishing like, one day and we ran down to Miami and caught some herring, and then we were coming back through Port Everglades, and there was six or seven ships. And the one was the one ship, yep. was it Norwegian or something? But well, it, it had all the people on it. Like, yep. 
it was kind of eerie, like seeing that thing right there. <laughs> that was so weird. Like of all the stories that that kind of came through in like the past few months, like yeah. the people that were trapped out on boats. Or then they're like that was one of the strangest ones. They were bringing everyone in on the little tenders, and so like the ships were empty after a while. So it's like I mean, there's the quarantine was ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah, but no, we ditched the quarantine kind of early. To be honest, we were like home for like a couple of weeks and then never did it we were like well i mean we shut down because we're in a building with other people and i mean honestly you know it's like in the beginning we didn't know what this thing was for the first couple of weeks we we're just like all right sharing a bathroom in this building with other businesses and it's yeah. like yeah maybe i'll just work from home for a little bit see how it Absolutely. goes that makes perfect sense plus kids and everything you got yeah but then after a while we we're just like eh. art's like hey you want to go blue marlin fishing i'm like tamra um I'm, i know i've been home for a while but now, we were forced to shut down business for 18 days. Uh, the city did mandate no charters for 18 days, and that was really brutal. Hated that. And they that. locked down the gas tanks for a little bit. I, charter I, only. Well, for every, no, no, the only people that could was commercial fishermen. Well, That's fortunately, commercial. I right. still have permits and everything on my boat, so yeah. I'd pull up and there were guys yelling, you can't be selling that guy. Mm-hmm. I went with permits in hand. Yeah. Tell me. Quad, for only one of the only quad engine commercial boats in the in the existence, <laughs> but... We could buy fuel, baby, and we were burning it. It was cheap, too. Oh, my gosh, it was cheap. <laughs> yeah, gas fell. Dude. Yeah. Plus, the fuel war was still going on for a little while over there between yeah. Nader and in the sands. God, it's such strange times we live in right now. <laughs> it is, dude. Oh, my it's Lord. It's like a Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. Isn't it? So weird. Like, all this civil unrest BS that's being orchestrated. Hey, Sad. that's we right. I mentioned the Wahoos we're catching here lately because he's going to throw some pictures. We've caught some big ones here lately on our charts. Oh, all right, so. let's talk about Wahoos. Yeah. Right? So, well, no, we just talked about it now. He can put the pictures up. It'd be good for the for the visual part of this right. thing. I don't have to look at my ugly face anymore. I can look at Wahoo pictures. Uh, well, I'm painting a Wahoo. Uh, you are painting a Wahoo. I just saw right. them. They're beautiful. Paint a Wahoo. Yeah, it was a, a week period where on our group text for the team, every day, Art's like, Wahoo. And we're like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and they kept getting bigger and bigger. I was expecting a giant in the tournament, and sons of bitches failed me. So can I tell you a story about the Wahoo? Yes, please do. All right. So Vince, right? I'm designing his tattoo right now. Awesome. And he keeps texting me. He's like, where the hell's my tattoo? Because I'm like <laughs> late. I'm late on it. I am. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm late on every project. It's like whatever. You know, I have a lot, of, pro- I have a lot of projects. So sorry. If I'm Only in different directions. You're good. If I'm late on everyone's project. You've so. never been late for my project. So it's because <laughs> you give me deadlines. <laughs> I, work I hit deadlines. Line. You give me a date and I'm going to hit it every single time. Like just FYI, you hear that, if, if you're going to, if you're going to hire me, you give me a date and it'll get hit. It will. I promise you that. But if you tell me, I don't know, then it's going to be, I don't know. But anyway, so that's not, that doesn't pertain to Vince's though. That's just in general blanket statement for the entire studio. The, um, so he wants me to do the tattoo, right? And it's three Wahoo. And in the, like coincidentally, I haven't really done a painting in a while just because we've been so busy with custom projects with the boat wraps and the shirt designs. And I haven't really painted. And Harris is like, you got to keep painting. You got to keep painting. You got to do a painting. He's nagging me like, got to paint. You got to paint. So just start a painting. Take a day off. Go to my house. Start a painting. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, what am I going to paint? Because I. Like, nothing I ever do is just me coming up with my own thing. Everything we do here is tied to a project. Mm-hmm. Like if, I'm, if it's not tied to a project, I'm going to go fishing or I'm going to go play with my kids, right? Because I have no need to paint for fun anymore at this point in my life. 
So I'm like, I've, yeah, I really want to paint another Wahoo. Right? It's my favorite fish. I'm like, I want to paint a Wahoo. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm doing this thing for Vince. And I'm like, maybe I'll make a full painting of that idea. And then Harris is like, maybe Vince will buy the painting. So maybe Vince will buy the painting. Maybe. That's the I'll, story. Uh, I'll stoke that fire a little bit. So I'm That's talking awesome. to Vince. So I'm talking to Vince and I'm like, all right, so what's your, I'm like, do we, are we connected on Instagram? Right. And um, he's like, yeah, I follow you. I'm like, let me see. I'm like, what's your Instagram handle? And he goes, I am the Vince. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. So like 20 minutes later, I'm like, name of the paintings. I am the Wahoo. Nice. That's nice. awesome. So. Yep. Yeah. You'll, have, you'll have to own that. That'd be pretty cool if you had a so tattoo and said, hey, here's my original painting. Vince and Wahoos. Mm-hmm. Dude can catch one on mono or fluorocarbon leader better than, it doesn't matter. Really? I, I would literally, you'd see a Wahoo coming out of bait or air out on a bait or something. Get somebody fucking hand a rod to Vince quick. <laughs> really? <laughs> it doesn't matter. The dude, whatever he does, corner to mouth. Done. He catch seemed him. pretty adamant about when he told me the story. Now, there's three Wahoos. It's basically him, his dad, and his grandfather is what it represents. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, it's pretty. It's gonna be a cool tattoo when it's For all sure. done, right? And um, but he seemed pretty like, like no, that's my fish. Oh yeah, you know the whole thing. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. It was like ten in a row. The dude caught on fluorocarbon leader. We go fun fishing with him and his family, whatever. Sail mm-hmm. fishing. Yeah. Air out the kite off. No way. He'd catch him. Hand rod off to hook the fish. Hand her off to the kid. The kid would catch one. Up. Oh, there's another one. Hook that one too. Double header. Catch them both. <laughs> all mono sail fishing. Uh, Ooh, that'd be, be our next cartoon for the. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Double fisted That's Wahoo. the story right there. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, gonna write it? You, you have no chance. <laughs> have Vince write it. Yeah. Oh, he's got some talent too. You remember the? Oh, were you were you on the boat? You weren't on the boat then. Damn it! The first year you weren't on the boat. We, so the the first tournament we fished was the was Tony Abello's tournament down in Miami. The sailfish. I think he called it the kickoff or something like that. It was the first tournament of the year in December mm-hmm. down there in Miami. And it was going to be Jamie's first year of running his uh, December tournament in Palm Beach the very following weekend, which was going to be the weekend of the boat parade, the Lauderdale Christmas boat parade thing. So I tell him, look, the dude, we're going, yeah, yeah, we're going back-to-back weekends. Do you want to not fall? No, I, my, I'm going to miss at least the day of the of the uh, first day, or the second day of the Palm Beach tournaments. No, we're definitely fishing the one in Miami. First day, I'm, the whole fleet runs south. We run north, fish off a haul over. It's the old black boat with Vince here. And first bite of the day, Wahoo airs out left long was a bait that Vince fishes. Of course, this is before I realized he can hook every Wahoo that bites on mono. Ah, shit. Nice fish. We're going to miss him. Whatever. He's tight. And we hook him. Catch him. Ah, nice fish. We're like 38, 39 pounds. Not a giant, but a nice one. I set fish and fish the whole day up there. And it looks great when I get bit. At the end of the day, make a run down to where the majority of the fleet was just south of Fowey. And we catch a doubleheader literally last minutes. So I think the lead boat had eight fish or something. Go in. We had a good day. Weigh the Wahoo. Big fish of the tournament so far. Two-day tournament. Second day, not going to make the mistake going north. And I make a move down to Pacific. Like, first spread in the water, the right kite, two Bonitas and a kingfish, left kite, triple header sailfish. And from there, we walk the tournament. All day long, bang, 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 bang. End up smoking them by like four or five fish. Win the tournament. He's amped. Great day. Wahoo ends up being big, big fish of the tournament. Well, on that second morning, uh, Vince comes and plays this, you know, the the football movie uh, where they're the Miami Sharks or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Al Pacino. Any given Sunday. Any yeah. given Sunday. Al Pacino yeah. in his speech. 
and yeah. then it's a phenomenal speech, a phenomenal speech. So he, Vince plays the locker that. room speech. Yeah, he plays that in the morning <laughs> before we go and just smoke the fleet and, and win the tournament. So the next day we go, or the next weekend we go, or we fish that Palm Beach tournament, play the speech again, of course, because it worked last weekend, and we get a second place daily. Some bitch, just you know. So the next day I do a little speech em up thing there, get the guys all fired up. Vince can't be there. He texts a speech where he puts in the words to the Al Pacino speech where the fishes are all around us and every fish we need is all around and whatever. To, and dude, it was, it was epic. It was phenomenal. And we listened to that for years after that oh, too. Yeah. It was like, oh, that was it. Uh, Growing fishing. Did it, got, it got everybody amped up and dude, we did really well on that for a while. So Vince is talented in writing is what I'm trying to get at with that. Have him do it. I have to ask him. There you go. I, I could do something too, but yeah, you can. Yeah. Like <laughs> you think it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't you have someone else usually write that section though? Oh uh, no, I've been writing it recently. The whole book, the joke, the joke thing in the fishy back? story. Yeah, no, that was me. The last one I wrote about me being quarantined, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy ended up getting drunk and uh, fishing lures in his pool and getting hung up on the pool shark. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was you. I mean, it didn't, didn't really some, happen in real life. I drew the picture for it, but I'm like, yeah, I, did, I didn't realize you so. Yeah. Some, what do they call that? Literary uh, genius? Well, that too. But there's where well, Hollywood also uses it where they can tweak the story out a little bit. They can, oh, yeah. Dude, I love that story. I didn't realize <laughs> that was you. That was I a good was one. Cool. <laughs> did you like the redfish or should you I think I should have done something the red else? Fi- yeah, that was good. You nailed right. it, dude. <laughs> nailed redfish it. margarita. Nailed it. Yeah. So, yeah, fly, I'm curious as hell. One. What is he looking around at over here all the time? What's going oh. on over there? Me? Yeah, that camera keeps shutting off for some reason, Uh-oh. so I'm have to keep powering it on. So I don't know yeah. if it's overheating. So this it. is this whole operation is John's baby. So like p- people, oh, when they come to visit the studio, like oh, turn everything on. Let's see. I'm like, nope. Like I don't know how to operate any of that stuff. <laughs> like I, I won't even to. go anywhere near it. In fact, if I touch something, John will probably get really, really mad at me. So, yeah, I try not to. Beyond, beyond the fact that he's really smart and takes the cameras away with him when he leaves. So, this is a good idea, I think. So, yeah, I don't know. Here we are in the studio doing tournament talk. I'm very happy that things are backing up up and running, and the studio is actually busier than we've ever been. That's excellent. Yeah, we kind of experienced a little of a... I think a lot of these captains were like, well, we can't go out. Might as well get that shirt project done or, you know what I mean? So our phone started ringing out. The hook, Good. Actually. So. Take advantage. That, that was another reason why we're like, oh, I got to, I can't stay home anymore. I was trying to work out of the house with the kids climbing all over me. It was not bueno. <laughs> I just did a council meeting on the internet. And of course, I don't have an office at the house. Are oh, you doing those remote phone. meetings now? We did this year. And my daughter's in the house, of course, it's summertime, and the noise and the dogs, and yeah, that was that was tough. I don't know how folks do that. I had to do a Zoom meeting with the city about some new bridge projects we have coming up, and that was like, yeah, my son doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he, he really doesn't. Like no. He's so, like, immune. Like, I don't blame him, I don't, you know, whatever, but he'll come up and be like, Daddy, my Lego thing, my, you know what I mean? And I think everyone was pretty cool about the whole, like, we're all in the same boat. We got to do this out of our house. Kind of thing, Dude, day two quarantine, my kid knocks a hard drive off my desk, mm. and it broke it. And it was I, I lost. I'm getting it back, but it's going to cost damn arm and a leg. But I lost everything I shot in 2019. It's like the whole year, the whole, a whole folder, dude. I'm, a whole year of work. You, you plug in the drive, and it's like click, 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 click. And I'm like, damn. 
but I sent it out to some. They can they can take it apart in like a private sensitive room with no dust, nothing, and they can fix it. They say they can salvage ninety nine percent of it. So really, I got some good shit. I got some of that swordfish tagging with Bobby Boyle mm-hmm. on there. I got some of our tournaments and stuff that would be bad if you lose that kind of oh stuff. And that's God. the problem. Like moving forward, I have so many files, and you deal with the same thing. Mm-hmm. What do you put? You have hard drives. You have cloud storage. It's like we, we right now we have a network. So when when we expanded, we I said you know what I want like an honest to goodness network, and at the end of every day that network gets backed up to a remote server, so we don't save anything on our hard drives anymore. Yeah. For that reason, and they go bad. I mean, it's yeah, they time go bad. flies. It's been a five, six, seven year old hard drive. I think it's gonna take a They'll crap go bad. soon. Yep. Yeah. I know nothing about any of that. <laughs> well, it's just it's just yep. external storage. You're like your computer is only so big, and you don't really your computer can crash too. So you're like Everything. you got to figure out where to save all your especially you know, figure, photo especially, and video files are so large. So that's yeah. it. You have Steve's probably has a stack of freaking externals. Yeah, and my I'm kid just there. went <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Yeah, yeah big smile on his face, and I'm like, oh, that was cool, dude. <laughs> See how far I went, Daddy? Uh, I love it, though. Kids are amazing. Yep. So what's next for tournaments? We got, you said, the shootout. Yep, shootout right? and the showdown. And is is that those are the only tournaments that are really kind of going on? around my book, yeah. Yeah. I wish we could fish more. Which ones? I'll fish anything. <laughs> yeah, there's got to see, that's, that's the whole issue with it, too. There's got to be, uh, you know, older there's got to be enough value in it to where the amount of time I put in has potential getting paid back. Or I'll just go charter fishing or take my guys fishing, tournament guys fishing for fun, mm-hmm. and not pour forth the weeks and hours of, the, of labor that it takes to get ready for a tournament properly. And and in the summertime, Jamie's three events are pretty well it for me. There's some other events that pay really, really well for first place, and if my guys were to fish as much as I'd like them to be able to and as much as they'd like to be able to and, and missed fish weren't a concern and minor mistakes weren't a concern, mm-hmm. I'd consider fishing events where first place pays everything and then you lose money in second place. But it's not the case in many other events other than buns. So I won't do it. I won't put forth all that effort to lose money in second place. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, there's got to be a purse. If there's no purse, then no one's coming out. So yep. that, that's really what it comes down to. And the um, you, normally around this time we start asking questions from listeners, and oh yeah, yeah. Did, did we do the, any of that? I dropped the ball. Now <laughs> I, so I forgot to ask <laughs> people to ask questions. So, but you did win the last one yeah, with, with your. Oh, it was about it was about floppers. Yes, yep. well, why we see less floppers and all that. Yeah, well, so that brought up some good discussion too. That's. Uh, yeah, it brought up good discussions. It's a failure on my behalf not to have questions. So, and look, hey, the guy that asked a good question last year ended up in the studio. So, come up with some good questions. Who knows? Right. Maybe so you end up in here next time. If you guys do have questions for the tournament talk edition for the, our expert panel, <laughs> right? Email us at sales at connectedbywater dot com, and you can ask that question anytime. Doesn't have to wait for like the day before the episode or anything like that. We'll put it in the bank and we'll wait for the next episode. We do this episode every month. And then, um, unless something crazy happens again, yeah, unless something crazy, which really you hope won't. it doesn't, which it won't because yeah. it's all big one big fucking lie. Oh, yeah, well, the election's coming sorry, up, sorry, so everything's gonna it. be perfectly smooth. Yeah, post, post, uh, but November's a ways out, <laughs> isn't it? Funny how that works November's out. November's a ways out. Wow, imagine that, isn't that funny yeah. how that works out? The good thing is, selfish terms, we got Ben's tournament in November, but the rest of them are after November, so by then, hopefully, everything's stabilized, whatever happens, happens, and hopefully, life is grand again. Hope we get a whole series this year. 
I got an idea. Why don't we just say it's stabilized now and we're done? I agree. I want to caution a little bit in saying that it's bullshit. It's real. It happens. It's a thing. Yeah. But was it, did we overreact? Uh, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no denying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it did kill a lot of people. Yeah, but a lot it, of people But it did get sensationalized, like, mm-hmm. in a major, major way. Yep. And yep. here we are. Yep. I'm sitting here in a freaking banana suit trying to make sense of the world. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. I want to do that that IGFA tournament, the light tackle. Was it 16-pound sailfish? Sailfish day. There was something going on. Oh, I had a uh, council meeting that week last year. That'd be, Tell them to move that'd that thing. Be fun. I'd love to do that. Yeah. I mean, sure, we do it anyway on our lungs already. So <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, I would like to do it. I just want to fish some events where the conditions line up and there's either casting like the one derby was anything where you actually have a real – Something happening, something cool and different happening, and and it's been a while since we've had that. And boy, did they have it in the keys, but of course they're locked down. Yeah, did you see the, the the madness that's going on down there because everyone's like lining up on the on the landfills, like the tea table and all that uh, down there. I've seen and the, just leaving the like trash. Yeah, it's a trash. Big, the uh, whole damn thing. Yeah, the locals are pretty not happy. well. Careful landfills. The landfills are garbage dump. The no, you know what I the mean. Fi- the fills, yeah. the fills. Yeah. They the, call it the yeah, fills. The, the break between the land and it's filled. But yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know, like tea tables and all that, whatever. But yeah. they're all all through Indian Key. And all say, that. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. It's been cleaned up probably since no one's been going there from the mainland, so it's not as much of an yeah, issue. Yeah, but they said the cars were, were like you couldn't even park. Like they were parking in places where they shouldn't even been parking. I, I got two things there. I'm all for the people getting to finally break out and go and enjoy Florida and the mm-hmm. Keys. So let them have at it now. We need to police their their litter a lot more, and they need to police their own litter a lot more. But don't complain about them. You need to follow the law, though. Oh, no doubt. No I mean, doubt. You can't be parking like in the middle of the road, and you know, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. But but don't try to drive people from enjoying Florida. It, I agree with that. That's that's. Listen, I'm not <laughs> like a, I'm not a hardcore environmentalist. You know what I mean? I believe yeah. in conservation, just conservation. like everyone at this table does. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, it's got to be something that makes sense. and Don't leave trash all over the place. Yeah, yeah trash is the worst. But it's mini seasons coming up. It'll be good for them to get some money down there. Oh, yeah. They need it. Mm-hmm. They yep. do. I bet you a lot of small business owners are pretty happy that those doors opened. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, I yeah. think the people that complain about it the most are the ones that are down there. They're retired. And they don't have to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were happy. They were happy nobody was coming down there. Completely. Uh, you can make a U-turn on Federal Highway. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the charter industry, as hard as a hit as we took, I can't even imagine not being, I mean, their list is much smaller than ours. Most of the folks that live down there, the residents, have their own boats. I mean, they don't need yeah. to be taking advantage of a charter situation. So, yeah, how they survived it, I don't know. There you go. John. <laughs> you got another one going on? I got some ice for you out here already. Oh, lovely. Brand new cup. See that? There you go. Do love it. I don't know. You don't need that stuff. Yeah, it's water. That's right. The water for you. Can we sign Tastes that for you? Tastes good on its own. Hell yeah. I had Captain John sign this. I tell you, when he came, he came at like 10 in the morning. <laughs> you guys drank that? Yeah. And he comes with the vouve. Right? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, I know everyone likes to drink on your podcast, so I brought some mimosas because it's 10 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, am I getting like this reputation of like, being the drinking guy, and damn, it'd be fun to fish on that boat. <laughs> he says that there's a this is always on the boat, and that there's always Jupiter donuts. That's our running joke is we're like fishing this year it was rough as snot in Palm Beach <laughs> for two weeks in a row, the Derby and then Jamie's first tournament, and we're just 
wearing water all over the place. Mm -hmm. And we're watching these guys, you know, in the salon. No one, you can't see anybody except for the dudes in the tower and the, the flybridge, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, they got hot, hot coffee, pancakes, and we're <laughs> drinking salt water. For like three years in a row, I was fishing tournaments with, um, with BB when he was captain in the Mosey on the Viking. Yep. yep. And that was kind of nice. You know, there is some I mean, really, especially, when like, yeah, especially when I'm like, like seventh man on that boat. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, here you go. Catch a fish. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, come go have a come drink. off the mezzanine. Come yeah. enjoy the cockpit. Right. <laughs> you go have a drink, and then I'll be right back when the fish starts biting. <laughs> so, yeah. Sea keepers. Enjoyable. Very. Harris has got a sea keeper on his 48 Intrepid. That's actually, that's a really nice boat. Intrepid yeah. makes a great boat. I've, yeah. It, it really cuts to the ocean pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice, but it's more, more like it's. He says, just, I know you know, the fish. he's got a 34 CV too, so does. you know, nothing, nothing, but but that is a very luxurious way to go fishing, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I ain't into luxury. We don't have any any coming bolsters, yeah, we do in the bow. We got about <laughs> a total of seven feet of them or so, <laughs> maybe it's easier to clean up. Yep, mm -hmm. no doubt. I think it looks just, better, dude. I, I like it, yeah, it's nice. Just go blade down the whole thing. Bone mm -hmm. dry. Yep. But I'm seriously considering going trips on the next one, though. You, did you see how well Are you thinking about the next boat already? Yeah. Oh, we're, we're, yeah, we're due. We do three years, and we flip them. Okay. Yep, so. Can I have this one? Triple Y. Four fifty. You can have it for a pretty good. <laughs> no, I don't want to go race motors. Yeah. Because it's not really, it's a totally different program yeah. deal, and Mercury's been so good to me. And right, right. My twist is these new V8s are spectacular. The best motors I have ever run. They're the torque. The, I mean, it's just amazing how great they are. That said, I said forever the 350 Verado was the best motor that was ever built. And and the new technology is this V8, but we watched a 39 CV with the same tower as mine, and they had the same wells full. They were down one less guy and not quite as much fuel. But, I mean, the guy was running damn near side by side with us, and I was running away from him until I backed down a little bit by a little tiny bit. In a same horsepower, I guess triple four hundreds is three times four and four times three, mm -hmm. same number, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I was really impressed with how well the boat was doing. So I am seriously considering trips on the next one. It's, it's all, when you're used to having Ford, so cool looking back there, but be a lot less shit to get tangled. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the one working in the back. So that's yeah, yeah. part of it, right? <laughs> That's the thought. At least these new motors are stickers, and the Mercury logo is not a damn plastic decal where the line would find a way in that. Oh, Because yeah. mm -hmm. like, it would peel up. You know, stickers yep. suck, so <laughs> but, uh, it, was, it was good to get rid of those. Yeah. Those new 39s are nice, though. So. I mean, oh, dude. I just saw Mark Kropetsky, and he went in, yep. and he got that triple that, play. Yeah, that quad, <laughs> that triple 450 boat. That, that. Yeah. Those 450s are beasts, too. That's yeah. a whole other league. You don't even want to that, talk that thing is That thing is wicked, man. I ran in the sea trials that boat, not that exact one, but a triple 450 boat. Uh -huh. Out of curiosity, one of the guy, one of the customers asked, "Well, what do you think this thing would do with two? It's a big boat, dude. I don't know. And it's propped to be a triple boat, right? Yeah. So I trimmed the center motor up, porticles to it. Twenty seconds, we're on plane. At 4,500 RPMs, we're doing 40 mile an hour, wide open, 52 mile an hour, with two motors. Uh -huh. Unbelievable. Two motors on a 39 foot boat. It's a, the way we were sitting at that point. It's probably 18, 19,000 pounds. Yeah, it's crazy. Two motors, 52 Damn. miles an hour. That thing was beautiful. I saw it before it like just 
it was like a week old, and I put the transom on that thing. This yep. I did design the whole thing for that boat and all their apparel and all that. And I was like, man, I came out to Lighthouse Point, and I saw that boat, and I was like, gorgeous boat. That thing is hot. And then they bottom painted it. Yeah. <laughs> a high performance boat, and you bottom paint the damn thing. Why they, well, I guess because they're keeping it in the ocean reef. Ocean reef, yeah. yeah. Can't get a lift. Yeah. They wouldn't let them. Uh, dude, last More place I kept about government <laughs> bureaucracy. You can't put a lift in. Well, it's, it's a three way partnership, so they keep it there. Sometimes and mm-hmm. up here in Lighthouse Point, sometimes and you know, Lighthouse Point, it's on a lift. Mm-hmm. But you know, man, that's tasty. Not my call. <laughs> nor nor will it be for a long time. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't even want to know what they spent on that boat. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is any of this insanity going to bring boat prices down at all? Boat sales are up. Well, you look at the, the, the I don't know what the proper term is, demographics, whatever. The little boats are flying off the shelves because they had nothing else to do. They're during that whole, it right. was insane. My father-in-law is a scout dealer up mm-hmm. in New Jersey. Uh, it's a good boat, dude, for what it is. It's, it's a great boat. boat. For what it is, it's a good boat. It works in New Jersey well, mm-hmm. actually. They like a lot of the bells and whistles. Like the and it's got scouts. a great, a very classic look to it. Yeah, and um, he, he's out of stock. Yeah. Big ones for the first time ones. for the first time in like a decade. Wow! Like he he's got to like reorder because he's like out of stock. Mm-hmm. The people so. are sitting at home not working, buying shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so still, clearly it, still plenty you know, of money in folks' wallets. Yeah. So and I even down here especially, a lot of people are like I can't keep boats in stock either. But it's good to see. You know, and so in some ways, it, you know, every uh, door closes, another one opens. Yep. So there we go. Life goes on. Life goes on. It does. And so do we. Right? Absolutely. Cool. We good? I think so. Not a lot to talk about right now. They held us off for three months and change on tournaments. But Well, I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it kind of kind of sucked. It was like the worst time of year in Florida to actually have that happen. It was like yeah. our peak season. When are exactly. we going to fish the Big Rock? Center God, console. So Let's go. Come on. So I'm going to make, I'm going to throw my, I'm gonna, I want to be the artist of that tournament. I actually was talking to Van Dellen about that. Um, so it's a great touch, event. I say get in touch with those people. I want to be the artist for that one. The one thing I do, they do need to do, they need to slow down on killing quite so many blue marlin. Yeah, I love that. Everyone comes it. to the dock, right? That they, they killed remotely close to five hundred. They killed a lot of four hundred pounders. Four killed, they killed several three hundred plus. You know, less than four hundred pounders this mm-hmm. year and last year. They killed a pile of fish last year. They killed a lot this year. They killed a whole lot last year. Which don't come to the dock on day three when there's already a four ninety something weighed mm-hmm. with a three ninety. You got to do better than that. You got to be better yeah. than that. You know, yeah. so in, in fisheries, there's there's step downs and there's all these different methods of treating fisheries, especially in the commercial sector, because you know what's being caught constantly through trip tickets. Well, in a tournament, when you're killing fish and you know what comes to the dock, you know what's being caught. So a hundred and whatever inch fish that weighed 495 pounds is leading the tournament and you've got a second and third and fourth place fish already that you need to step their size limits up. It's the fish has got to be a hundred and X inches now and estimated at so many pounds, you don't bring it to the dock and mm-hmm. they already DQ you if it's less than 400 pounds. Well, once you've got a 495, if it's less than 450 pounds, you're DQ in my opinion, but they haven't taken that. Oh, okay. I yet. thought he was going to say that was the rule. It should be. That, right. No, I'm, I'm coming no, up with ideas. Yeah, that's yeah. A good it should be a slide scale. I like that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Day one, it's your whatever your standard is, and I think it should be more than four hundred pounds because they're showing year after year that that's the, not going to be a fish problem. Is there, yeah. yeah, yeah, the fish is there. What they yeah. say? What the first five hundred caught a million dollar fish? Five hundred thousand. Yeah. Five hundred thousand. 
Yeah, something well, like it'll that. be more. It'll be more. It's already you're already going to get paid a million dollars if you win the tournament. If you win the tournament, okay. Yeah. The first over five hundred. I still can't believe that. Uh, in the story, so I know a couple people that know the people on the Grand Slam, but I believe is the one that the one there, that lost a, that big one. Yeah. So story goes that you know there were people busting their balls about the way that they were doing things. We didn't even talk about the Floridian. Yeah. Oh God. Well, it's unfortunate. Yeah, that sucks. But so. They were, you know, you, if you watched the video, you saw two guys wiring a fish and some really unorthodox things were going on in the boat and people were busting their balls. These guys have been doing this shit a long time. They're high class, high ability, great fishermen. Well, apparently the fish had parted off somehow. Don't know exactly how that happened. Main lines parted. For 10 or 15 minutes, you got two mates leading an 800 plus pound animal and not letting it go somehow mm-hmm. because they, for whatever reason, they couldn't get reattached or something in. That's that's pretty stellar to manage. And I actually didn't even see the video. I just heard people yeah, talking about it. It's a jumbo. Kid yeah. was so wrapped up straight up and down on a monster. And then the fish ends up getting away, and you can see it makes one. The fish was just clearly very fatigued. It makes one big tail whipping. To knock the tail on the leader. line. Right there. But uh, So people are so quick to judge, and even in our community, they didn't have the whole story which seems to be the case all the time with quick judgment and mm-hmm. around the world. But the guys did an amazing job for a little while there and almost were successful. The only thing I would have thought is why not try to get reattached somehow, get the main line tied back in. I mean, we've done that before. And so you got a slack line behind you. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. the two mates were wrapped up trying to not lose the fish, trying right. to get the fish to gaff. Key to so, the moment, dude. That's an, that's an odd circumstance. Too. It yeah, is, but it, it, it would be not impossible to get back on another it, rod. Right. Exactly. And we've done that before. Right. We've had where either a reel locks up or whatever all, and you strip some line out, you blood knot in, and you go on with a new rod. And, and in Bun's tournaments, they allow you to do that. It's, it's They're not IGFA tournaments. They're... Listen, if shit hits a fan, this you can do these things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the, the rules because I've never fished you, that event. Do you think but, that maybe that that was it? That, well, you still you're still got an angler, and you got two mates wrapped up in a leader. That angler could theoretically have jumped into action, and and who knows how fatigued he was at that point after fighting an 800 plus pound fish. But he, is that in line with IGFA rules? Absolutely, he okay. can touch anything he wants to. It's all his. Mm-hmm. You know, he IGFA he couldn't have put the rod in a rod holder and done it, but. You know, I guess if he's strapped in or whatever, you know, it would have been tricky. It would have been really, really hard. But right, million-dollar fish. Yeah, you know, like, hey, work hard. Yeah, figure you something work out. work hard all year. You want to work yeah. hard for the next 20 minutes. Just but get some line happen. on the spool yeah. at least. Oh, man. Yeah, do something. Yeah, get reattached somehow, something. But, yeah. again, Hindsight's those guys. Hindsight's 2020. Yeah. Monday, exactly. Monday morning quarterback. All that yeah, exactly. it, was, it was rough. So it, Yeah, exactly. It, it was, was really rough. <laughs> they were oh, dealing with some shit. Like nine foot, I think it was. Yeah, that's what they were Yeah. So I'm, I'm by no means busting their balls on the effort that they put forth because uh, all the pressure and all in the rough ocean and all the shit that's going down there, and they were close. They were really close. That I can't imagine story. the story. That would have been oh, a great yeah. story if they caught that fish. Yep. It parted off and still battling. Yeah, I heard that that's really quite the event. Like, the whole town looks at it oh, like yeah. it's like the state county fair Dude, or something Dude, all those like mid-Atlantic that. events are like that. It's it's yeah. There's some great events up sure, there. Sure, Michael Jordan brought that Marlin up to the dock. Everyone was kind of big fanfare going on. I love that he loves our sport so much, dude. It's cool. The great, and to me, undeniably the greatest that's ever played his game. Mm-hmm. To oh, now, no doubt, be, no doubt. I mean, I think that ten part series that came out that awesome. ESPN did really just solidified. It that. was amazing because people forget. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been enough, a more people forget person. history, right? People yeah. forget history, yeah. right? And but they think. Um, that LeBron's the greatest, and 
I'm sorry. If you're a Heat fan, you you saw more failure than success there. Like on still a great player, still a great player. But I mean, listen, yeah. he there he, he had moments like right in front of him. Yeah. That first of all, if they would have won that first one against Dallas, Dwayne Wade was getting that MVP. For sure. Yeah, news for you. It wasn't going to be LBJ. And I'm a huge D Wade fan anyway. Yeah. He was the. He, and, dude, he and was that's so why we lost. And just got up every time. Mm-hmm. This is why we. That's why we lost that first one. Is because LeBron, in my mind, couldn't handle the fact that they were going to win that first one in the first year, but Wade was going to get the MVP. It had to be because of him. And they yep. just started ball hogging, and whether then, it was good for the team or not. And that's why we lost. It was Dirk. Dirk. Dirk was on fire. Dirk was on fire, though. Hey, I'm not that big a fan of it all. No, nah, Dirk know. was on fire, though. I like. We watched follow basketball pretty pretty hard. Yeah, I'm a big Heat. But fan. I saw Jordan play um, the Heat live. I mean, it was fucking rad. You know, dude like, was magic. That dude was insane. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and then again, he loves my passion. I share Doc with singulars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, we were cool. fishing. It was one of those Palm Beach tournaments, and it was. Rougher than we've ever seen it, pretty much. And he's there, sea keepers, like this, and we're just yeah. <laughs> and, dude, and, and dudes holding a rod back all there, doing it. He's sitting there all day long. Yeah, all day. Every, every time you look over and saw him, oh yeah, he was always sitting there, leg over the covering board, just hanging out, like yep. waiting for his shot. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean he's <laughs> he's intense about it. And in Calabrese has fished with him a bit and says straight oh, up, has he? Yeah, hell of a nice guy, and he's all about it. He loves it, which is cool. Anything can be to me. Oh, yeah. Anybody. I love anybody that loves this stuff. Unless you're an asshole, then I hate you. <laughs> yeah, it's not over for assholes. <laughs> no, no. There's plenty of them. And I might even be one every now and then. I, I said, we have a project in-house right now, right, that they're being, like, unconsiderably difficult when we've done everything above and beyond that we've, you know, asked to do. Like, and we'll get one of those every now and then, like, inevitably, you know, and... Jenny's like, they're going to ask for their deposit back. I'm like, well, they can't have it back. That's why we take <laughs> a deposit. You know what I mean? And, like, we can't give a deposit back just because they're an asshole. You know what I mean? That's, that's we're, we're really what it comes no. down to. We have fulfilled, like, everything, like, and above and beyond. Like, no. but We can give a deposit back if you're not an asshole. That's right. I play my right. game. Yeah. So, yeah, got that going for us. Good luck with that one. Yeah, yeah. thanks. It's one of 40 right now in-house. Maybe if you would meet a deadline... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Always meets deadlines. I gotta peel this. I gotta peel this. I gotta peel this. You gotta be getting hot in that thing. Hold on. Hold on. Let's just peel back. Hold on. Let's see. It does peel away. What are you wearing underneath there? It's like Conehead. The big display. Oh, Jesus. Three ways. <laughs> Good God. God. So let's peel back here. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, it was getting so, a little hot in there. I bet. So, with that, <laughs> we might have to end this show. Mm-hmm. So, I thank you, gentlemen, for coming out. Have fun, as you always do. So, it's always nice to see you and hang out with you for a little bit and have a couple. Right, my pleasure. So, cheers to our fiftieth episode! Yay! And um, hopefully, we'll be here again for fifty more, five hundred more, a thousand more. So, right. And uh, can we talk about the thing? What thing? The thing that we were going to talk about that we're going to be doing, or no? With this thing, or no? You want to not talk about it yet? What thing? I'm glad I don't. We're not talking about it yet. (laughs) No, clearly not. Let's let's not talk about it. You're not talking about it yet. All right, cool. About it. That's all right. (laughs) Next time, it's gonna be a good thing. Number three. Number three. 
Number three what? Third time he's in. Third appearance. Third appearance. Uh, third appearance, we're going to talk about it. Yep. We'll talk about it. It's really, really cool, too. <laughs> teaser, teaser. Your ego is not your amigo. You always do your best and let God do the rest. Yeah. Right? And uh, don't oh, uh, don't forget, um, anytime you want to buy a truck or a car or a vehicle or anything like that. Or a Jeep. Or a Jeep. Chrysler. Chrysler. Dodge, Ram, especially the Rams. I love my Ram Rebel, right? So go see Joey, right? Go see Joey Cardi. Actually, don't go see Joey. Go see the salesman, Dean, right? And he will take care of you. He will hook you up. Be sure to tell him that we sent you over to see him. Get yourself a new truck. You'll be happy. Right? I think I'm up almost up on my three-year lease. Oh, good. Tell him I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, go see Papa's, right? Go go uh, see Troy and Cassie at Papa's. They're open. We went there a little earlier last week, um, and it was great to be back sitting down in the restaurant. And why not go back to the best restaurant in South Florida? If I you're went, only about I to, went a restaurant. to the market the other day. It was good. Fresh hot so, fish. Yeah. And listen, <clears throat> if anybody knows Troy, anybody knows Cassie, they are super tight about their business. And I know it's a raw bar and everything's out and exposed, but they are super safe and super careful. If anyone has concerns, I know we had our opinions today about COVID and all that stuff like that. But if you have different opinions, different concerns. Which you're welcome to them. Yeah, they take that into consideration and they go above and beyond to keep that place like sparkling clean and above and beyond <clears throat> anything that they're required to do. He so. put up a huge outdoor tent too with amazing outdoor seating. So, yep. good stuff yep. going. Very good stuff. So, And um, we won't have a... Uh, a Papa's question award winner this episode, but we will next episode. So, nice. um, so go see the fine people at Papa's and get your eat on and your drink on eat, drink and be local. You right. All right, cool. Yes, no sir. matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, John, you want to sign off? We're always what connected by water. There we go. Yay. Cheers.